You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. You're becoming more fruitful is the title of this devotion. You know, it is, I believe, essential that we keep embracing through the Word of God positive expectation and that we keep embracing a heart of faith that looks to God and gives a confession that pleases Him. The Bible talks often about not giving up your confession of faith. In Hebrews, I think the third chapter, it says, do not give up your confession of faith. And it's what you say can make all the difference. And often we see that you really have to keep speaking what God says to see things change. How many parents say to the child, no, or yes, yes, and you say it again, you say it, and eventually it connects, and eventually they learn, this is what you mean, yes, but you have to often say it often. If we do this with children, we should do it with ourselves. It's how you speak to the situation, how you speak about the situation can make all the difference. Fruitfulness often has to do with our vocabulary, with the way that we speak. Even Jesus, we read in Mark chapter 11, spoke to a fig tree. Though it was the time for figs, it had no figs in it. And the Lord Jesus said, you ought to be fruitful, but because you're not, you'll never bear fruit again. I really believe that we ought to say, this is it, I'm gonna be fruitful. My dear, beautiful, sweet, loving wife, whom I adore, she's such a good person and has such a good heart and and is so devoted to our Savior and is such an example to me in so many ways. She is sitting there on the sofa and I'm sitting here and she looked at me and she said, you know, honey, the Lord has invested so much in us in this, this April, uh, 13, t- 2023, we'll be married for 40 years. And, and she said, the Lord's invested so much in us. I want him to reap all the fruit and more fruit to what he's invested. And that stuck with me when she said that. You see, I think we can all, at least I know I can, I can be strangely indifferent and idle. And and just be content. And there's a good part to being content, but there's also sight, no, yes, be thankful, but God wants to do greater things. Kind of like Jesus who, said, who had healed the man who had been lame for 38 years and, and was questioned how he could do it. He said, I can do nothing. It's my father who shows me and my father loves me. And, and then he says, and he will show me greater things than you may marvel. So while Jesus was grateful what the Father had worked through him by healing that precious man, but he was going to see greater works in his expectation from the Father. And that is the sweet balance of keeping our hearts in the right place with God. That we don't just settle back, 
but that we keep on being available for Him to work greater works for the glory of His name. So I want to take you here to John chapter 15, which you are so familiar with. And this was the night in which Jesus was betrayed that He shares this. It's an incredible chapter and the whole chapter is part of the message. We often only read a certain part of it, but it's all important. I'm not able to go through the whole chapter with you because it's quite a long chapter of 27 verses. But Jesus there uses something that was very obvious to where he was. He said, I am the vine and my father is the vine dresser. So here I am and what you see happening, what you see me is the father doing. It's all the Father. See me, see the Father, he said in the previous chapter. So I would like you and me to take this to heart. I am the vine, you are, you are the vine dresser. In other words, Lord, I'm part of the vine. I'm a branch of the vine, but you're the vine dresser. And that you look at yourself and I am my Father's handiwork, recreated in Christ, Ephesians 2 verse 10. I am part of the, of the vine. I am part of what God is working in and through Jesus Christ for the whole world. I'm part of that. And I want you to take that to heart and begin to believe God has greater fruit for us today that He's going to work through His Son in our lives. The Heavenly Father wants to glorify His Son throughout the whole earth through His body, His church. I mean, when God looked at Abraham, a man that had no children, whose wife was barren, who was already 75 years of age, he said, in you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. I mean, come on, folks. The Heavenly Father looks for fruit to make us fruitful in a way that is beyond what we could have ever dared, asked, hoped, or dreamed by the power that works in us, Ephesians 3, verse 20. And here, Jesus said, I am the vine and my Father is the vine dresser. And every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. That word more also means better, more excellent, more perfect, in the nature of the vine. And he says, he wants more fruit. You already are clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches, and he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. And on and on and on. But you see, what's the secret to more fruitfulness for this new year? For our lives, for our, for our marriage, for our family, for the work of God, for the world today. What's, more, what's the secret to more fruit? It's our abiding in our Savior, Jesus are being one with Him. I want to encourage you to go online and download Andre Murray's book, Abide in Christ. You can go to LibriVox.com 
L-I-B-R-I-V-O-X.com and all the books are there and they're in the public domain so you don't have to pay anything. I have these books on my phone, I listen to it day and night. Abide in Christ by Andrew Murray, oh, especially chapter 10. <laughs> I just keep hearing it and keep hearing it because I want to learn where he talks you know, about 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 29 through 31, where he says, God has made Christ unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So if anyone boasts, let him boast in the Lord. And he then begins to unfold those few verses in chapter 10 of Abiding Christ, Andrew Murray. And my goodness, I can't get enough of it. It just lifts me to heaven, the thoughts of it all. And I want to learn it. I want it to be imprinted within me. So I keep listening to it. But you see, the Lord says, abide in me. For without me, you can do nothing. And if you abide in me, for without me, you can do nothing. But if you abide in me, you shall bear much fruit, he said. Bear much fruit. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. What's the secret to more fruit this year? Abide in our Savior day and night. How can I abide in him, Pastor? Believe it, number one. God has placed me in Christ. God brings Christ into me. He's the vine dresser. It's the Heavenly Father working this by His Holy Spirit to bring Christ into me and me into Christ, to unite us perfectly into one. It's the work of the Father. It's the Father. When Peter in Matthew 16 was asked, who do you think I am? He said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, son of Jonah. For no human being has revealed this to you but my Father. And upon this foundation of the Father revealing me and you, I will build my church. And the forces of hell will not be able to prevail against it. It is that the Father wants to constantly bring the consciousness and knowledge of Jesus into you and bring you into consciousness in Him. Him in you and you in Him. It is a wonderful revelation to live in day and night. Day and night. And that you begin to know by faith and believe. You see, I'll show you here from Matthew chapter 13, a sweet, gentle way the master is teaching us about this in practice. The disciples, in verse 10, came to Jesus and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? Why, when they listen, they don't connect with what you say. They, they don't hear it. And he answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mystery of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. How do I know I am abiding in him and he's abiding in him? Because we're connecting. That is, see, it talks about in crafting. That's connection. God creates the connection. And he's constantly looking to connect you into Christ and you in him. He says, it's been given to you to connect with me and me with you. For whoever has to him more will be given, verse 12, and he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have what he 
what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore, I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, hearing they do not hear, and do not understand. And in, in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes have been closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For surely I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and didn't see it, and to hear what you hear and didn't hear it, and so forth. And this is where you see you're coming into more fruitfulness. Because the Heavenly Father has been working overtime, without you maybe realizing it, to open your understanding. You see, when you aren't spiritually joining into Jesus, you may hear it intellectually, but you don't perceive it spiritually. The spiritual perception happens in the heart of man, not in the mind of man. And, and, and the Bible talks about this, how we can spiritually connect with God while the mind stays fruitless. We can experience the life of the Spirit even though with our mind we don't understand. And we know it's real by the Spirit even though with our mind we don't understand. And God often is working overtime to help you to learn to spiritually join with Him and surrender your intellect. And He will, of course He will, over time help you intellectually to perceive what you spiritually now are experiencing and have received. You see, it is, depends on who's in charge in our lives. Fruitfulness has everything to do with who's in charge. If the vine is in charge and the branch is submitted to it, the fruit will come. It's undeniable. When you submit yourself to the vine dresser, he himself works the knowledge of his son in you and your knowledge into him, and the fruit will come without question. When you insist to understand everything before you accept it, then you will always be held back by your own understanding. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, what the eye has not seen, what the heart has not perceived, and the ear, what the eye has not seen, what the ear has not heard, nor the heart has perceived, that which God has prepared for those who love Him has been revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. You see, God doesn't need your intellect to reveal Himself to you. He can come straight to your spirit. And that often is a real work of God's grace, bringing you by that eternal spirit of, that was so perfectly manifest in Jesus into submission to himself as he keeps drawing you and keeps drawing you and you keep coming and you keep saying, I don't feel it, I don't see it, I don't understand. And why don't I understand? Why don't I see it? I don't know why. And still you keep coming. Why do you keep coming? Because He keeps drawing you and He's bringing you into submission by the work of His grace into 
Jesus that you completely and that you begin to say, Lord, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to say, but I know you love me. I trust you. And then he begins to enlighten your understanding and illuminate your thoughts. And then you go, oh my goodness, it was there all along. And how gracious he's been and forbearing with me. You see, people have often argued with God with their intellect. And eventually they come to the place, they say, okay, Lord, I can't lean on my own understanding. I'll miss out on your blessings. I've got to just trust you. You have made yourself clear to me by dying for me on the cross. I'm not going to doubt your love for me. I just trust you, Lord. I don't understand, but I know. But I do understand it's enough for me to surrender my heart to you. And here you enter into Christ and Christ into you, into that fruitfulness that is awaiting you. Come on, I believe it. you're becoming more fruitful and that this year will be such a significant time that God be begins to bring you into fruitfulness beyond anything you could have asked for, hoped for, prayed for because of your union with His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Have a good day.